Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, everyone, to the Anything and Everything podcast, where once again we are talking Mandalorian Season 3. This week we got Episode 6 or Chapter 22, and you guys know what it is. I got my co-host across the table from me today, Big Tim. Jay, it's a Wednesday night. At approximately 9.05 p.m., we just freshly got done watching the episode, and w- there's there's no script here, guys. This is straight from the episode, and I'm telling you, Dave Filoni has wasted Bryce Dallas Howard for this episode, because that was nothing but filler, a little bit of fluff, a couple surprise guests, a, good a twist little bit end. of... A little twist at the end, a little kind of murder mystery detective thing going on, but all in all, just a kind of a bland episode. Nothing, a little bit of filler, just kind of setting up for the penny ultimate, whatever that's going to be, and uh, that's kind of my thoughts on the process. Yeah, um, this episode was, you know, I was I was saying as we were coming into the final uh, couple sequences, you know, oh my god, the episode's going to be. We're like halfway through, and you're like, no, I think we're a little bit more. And I'm like, ah, I don't. I feel like they 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 can't end it here. Like the story hasn't been enough, hasn't been a strong enough episode. But I mean, I, it was that was it. Like we got that last little segment, and then it ended. And um, it was kind of like you said, it was a couple surprises here and there, and for the most part, it was mostly filler, is what it felt like. Yeah, I mean, like I feel like I was watching like a live action version of Among Us. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then like a, a fight scene that was kind of like really poorly scripted. I mean, it seems that they were like, "Hey, just do a bunch of cool stuff and throw it together and like see what happens." I but like that's like that's kind of just how like you talking about the end fight, right? Yeah, the end fight. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I got that's more kind of ex- how those fights like, go though. I got more excited watching them hawk down this battle droid through the city. That was sick. that was more entertaining. But going on like that. I think that that part of the episode was enjoyable. Like I thought that was like, like seeing them work together well, yeah, was like, nice. Like even though it was a filler episode, like the first half was generally like intriguing. Like you're like, where's this going? Yeah, well, like it's always a mission to get to the mission. Yeah, like that's kind of always been the case at Mandalore, mm-hmm. the Mandalorian. There's always a mission always. before the mission in the episode. Um, Which building to a bigger mission throughout yeah. the whole show? Like yeah. I know Bo-Katan and Din, they came there to try to get back the Imperial fleet, uni- unite all the Mandalorians, or mm-hmm. at least unite two of the bigger clans, two of the bigger covens, uh, together under one banner. And uh, you know they get there, and it's like a pretty. It's a. I mean, like this, the, the planet they're on was very cool. Uh, very it, was def- it was interesting. Yeah, it was, yeah, different. It was like, very aesthetically pre- uh, pleasing. I yeah. was very. Um, I thought it was like a cool dynamic, like last free planet off the registry. They get to do their own thing. Completely off. They built a little backstory with him being a former Imperial. Mm-hmm. Um, some throwbacks to the B1 and Super Battle Droids I thought yep. was super cool. And then there was a um, couple um, Imperial droids there as well. I don't remember their classifications, but they were there. The ones with the big bug eyes. Um, which, you, you know, everyone, everyone, Din knows that, everyone knows that Din hates droids. Yeah. So I had an episode focused on kind of droids because that's what the focus ended up being was kind of droids and you know him and Bo-Katan working together, seeing how well they work together, and which obviously yeah, and they're trusting each other's work. Yeah, and they're you know building more chemistry and more obviously compassion and stuff like that, which was kind of evident in the episode. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, it was nice to see like some throwbacks. Um, 
They, they did a really good job kind of building a quick story. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters are believable. Yeah, I would say they're believable. A um, um, couple cool appearances. Cool. Yeah, we had the the race that was represented in season one, where you know he's. Uh, I don't remember the name. I'm sure you, you so, you're probably pretty good at this. But there's the, the I have spoken people, which I thought was oh the Ugnots. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they were pretty cool. Uh, Mon Calamari obviously getting a huge mention, and then the other species who's native to the uh, to Moncala, the other the separate species that fights with um, the Mon Calamari, they also appeared in this episode very early on. Okay, the, the space pirates. Which I yeah, was pretty cool. The, the little, other little fishy, space yeah, the little parts. love story. I mean, that really didn't have much relevance to the story, but it was still pretty interesting. I, it I, was just a way to introduce that yeah. fleet. Um, um, I don't really know where it was. Like, it, it was. I don't know. It was just a weird episode. I feel like. Yeah, I mean, like they, 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 they created some loose ends and they tied them up all in the same episode. Mm-hmm. You know, they they found the culprit to the droid attacks fairly quickly. I mean, probably about 30 minutes. Yeah, not uh, even. <laughs> I felt like they were, like, in and out of that place on that mission. Um, Which, then. I mean, it, it kind of does show the... Um, maybe efficiency. The efficiency of the Mandalorians to complete their tasks. Like, it shows that they get shit done. Especially when you consider Bo-Katan and, and, be, and you know, being the... One of the head... Uh, Mandalorians essentially because her family you know, her sister was the Duchess and she was kind of the main leader of the army uh, at the time and then uh, under Maul she kind of I forget the, the term but she kind of uh, like rebelled essentially and went off on her own and then obviously Din being the most efficient bounty hunter in the galaxy essentially at the moment. Yeah and it's um it's quite interesting to see how you know, her former coven reacted to Din being there. Like, oh, like a non a non Mandalorian has the dark saber, and then she yeah. kind of reminded him, like, listen, like, just because you're not born a Mandalore doesn't mean you're not a Mandalorian. Exactly. Like, he took the creed. He, you know, he he was taken the, in he li- by yeah. other Mandalorians. Yeah, like is... he he lives the way, which is you know the point of being a foundling, you know, stuff like that. So, um, it was interesting to see how they reacted to it. And yeah, um, obviously the challenge happened. She dispatched him fairly quickly, not just once but twice. Yeah, she had him in end game position. Yeah, and he snuck away the first time with the jetpack, and then the second time she just pinned him and said, "Listen, dude, you know, yeah, I can either kill you or you, we can get over this one way or another." Which you know, well, you know, kudos to her, kind of showing her like because this guy's supposed to be the big bad leader of this coven, and yeah, uh, she dispatched him fairly easily, which I thought was. It shows kind to of her, a testament to her skill. Yeah, her skill and her prowess as a as a fighter. Um, and then Din sneaks in this loophole on how to give her the dark saber, which um, I think is a cop out. It's 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 a cop out, but it's I also a, question the, the the legality of it because it was kind of a droid. But do you consider that a living being? The the thing that she defeated. I mean, he, it had an eye. It had an organic eye. Uh, so. I guess. It was grievous, but like in a more robotic body. But did it have like a oh, beating heart and like a, you know, the the essentials it had of a, a floating organic eye? What I, do you mean? It looked like I a know, lizard. But, in but that's there. what I'm saying. Did it have a brain in there too? Because if it had a brain, you can you can contend that it was a you know. But if it was a droid, that okay had a living eye. It's like okay, but it's still a droid. No, it's a living being that's mostly a droid. 
But if it only had an eye, is it mostly a droid or is it mostly a human? Okay, so if somebody loses both their arms and both their legs, are they not a human anymore? Or are no, they, they uh, are, but when you okay, only have okay, one then. eye, it one of the smallest matter. body parts that there is. It doesn't matter. I mean, it was like an eye and part of his face. Okay, so if, was, if, if we're going to say that he had a brain, I'm sure he had a brain in there. Well, that's the only way it would work. Well, it's well, a droid brain, cause right? Because Grievous had a heart and a brain behind his and mask. lungs, yeah. Yeah, the wheezing. <laughs> yeah, every five seconds. Yeah. Fucking Darth Vader ass. Yeah, it was like a fake Darth Vader. But, like, honestly, if, if they showed Grievous the way he they was need, in the original. Clone Wars Grievous. Yeah, well, they, they do, but the, even the Clone Wars didn't do justice to what. If you've ever seen Tarkovsky's 2003 Clone Wars, have you ever watched that? The 2D Clone Wars? Mm. Dude, Grievous is like a fucking menace in that show. Like, an absolute monster. Like,. Well, because like I just like I hate how like in episode three they just introduced like oh it's the, the dreaded General Grievous. Yeah, I'm but like, you don't get backstory. Yeah, like okay, why is he? Yeah, as somebody who didn't watch the animated shows, I'm like okay, why is he the dreaded Grievous? Well, so at the, at the time, the 2003 Tarkovsky's Clone Wars, the 2D animated one, was technically still canon, and in that show, it was just like he was an absolute menace. Asajj Ventress was a fucking menace. Mace Windu was like ridiculously powerful. Anakin was stupid powerful. Obi-Wan was ridiculous. The clones were ridiculous. Like, everything was just blown out of proportion. Like, it wasn't fair. And so, that's why they eventually decanonized it, because... And that was under, like, pretty much George Lucas's rule when they made Clone Wars, was like, yeah, let's decanonize that one, because that one's not, like, realistic to the way we want to go with it. But then, in Clone Wars, they still talk about him like he's this big bad, but, like, he never really does anything that's that impressive. Like, he loses to Ahsoka. A Padawan Ahsoka. So it's like... I mean, it, maybe that shows to the testament of her skill, but there was no other feats that he has that were impressive in that show. So it kind of downplays him a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, it's just interesting to see the different paths they've taken like with some of these characters, but... Um, and then, like, the con- and then like reusing the concepts later, like reusing the, the half-body, half-man thing... Not only for Vader originally, but then for Grievous and now for this guy in the Mandalorian. Yeah, we're using the other Death Star, Starkiller base. Yo, I saw something the other day, and you're going to laugh at this. Uh-huh. Mark Hamill was doing an interview, I guess it was like over Zoom or whatever, and he was making fun of the the sequels, and specifically that movie. And he said, oh yeah, I, I love that this character is so different, and she, and she's a, 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 a mysterious character who lives on a desert planet. And nobody knows about them, and they they can magically use the force, and they get a lightsaber, and they go and they blow up the Death Star. But she's a girl, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious, because like you never really heard Mark Hamill speak out about it um, at that time, so you know it's kind of like <laughs> it's just funny. Uh, yeah, it's listen, everybody knows they botched it. Yeah. But it, let's not. I'm not getting sidetracked on sequel bashing right now. Yeah, okay, not that's, that, that's for later. Yeah, we'll, later. <laughs> we'll get that at the end. We want to go uh, over the Mandalorian <clears> here. But like I said, I mean, it's like this episode was very just very just filler. I mean, they they made it look aesthetically pleasing. They introduced some cool complex yeah. characters. Um, they introduced some some of the past characters. Obviously, the the criminal behind the droid. Um, Droid brainwashing yeah. was a old separatist who followed Count Dooku. Very cool tie I was a in very, there. I love that that like um that Count nod Dooku was a Count. visionary. I that, was like, yes. Dude, that dude. was great because like I feel like Dooku just doesn't get enough 
Like, after he dies in episode three, it's just like nobody ever talks about him again. Like, he doesn't get talked about in Obi-Wan, doesn't get talked about in Andor, doesn't get talked about in anything, even though he was a huge separatist, like, driving point in the Clone Wars. And Andor being a separatist and his family being separatist, you would think that they would talk about it. You know? But I guess yeah, he just I mean, never gets... There's, there's, there's a lot to, like, base it off of there. It's just, um, like, this whole... the whole Honestly, the Clone Wars does not get talked about enough. I think, personally. Like, the show does, but, like, not the events of it. Yeah. Like, in, in canon, saying. it doesn't get talked about enough. No, it doesn't. It doesn't get the recognition. Like, like this is a multi-year war that involved the More entire than a, it galaxy. It was, like, ten-year war. That's what I'm saying. Like, almost. a multi-year war. It involved the entire galaxy. It even... Uh, <clears throat> the Separatists really didn't even sign a treaty until after 66. Or 66, yeah. Um. So, just despite the fact that Grievous was dead, majority of the the separatist leaders were dead. Well, Grievous died. Dooku, Dooku is dead. So Grievous. I mean, this like Grievous dies. Well, because and Order sixty six is enacted within like four hours. Yeah. So, like, so, so Dooku, there was no time. So Dooku dies about a, beginning of the day, a, a, like a day or two before sixty six goes down. Yeah. Grievous dies. Sixty six happens like like literally right right away. Like and he then kills him, by, yeah. Like and then meets up with Cody, and then leaves Cody, and he's like, "Order sixty six and he's like, "Shoots him out of the fucking." And then, literally, less than a, a day later, all the separatists are killed. Yeah, if not that, the same day. That next, um, that night, that night they're killed. That murdered that night. But yeah, the Anakin separatist leaders. Them. But you know, the 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 pockets. You know, the, obviously, there's giant Federation ships that are holding thousands upon millions yeah, of battle droids. I think I don't know if it was the Mon Calamari who built ships for them, or if it was. They built ships for the Republic, but they had, like you said, a, the Trade Federation was gigantic. But, like, the Separatists were the Trade Federation, the Techno Union, and, like, a couple other factions all banded together. So, like, they were yeah, still very strong, even without their leaders. Obviously, the Separatists, the Separatist leaders are the only ones who knew that, that Palpatine was behind everything. Mm-hmm. Even so, though they didn't know he was Palpatine. Yeah. Like, he didn't know there was the same guy, but... So once everything everything goes down and all the leaders are dead, well these these pockets of you know, separatist troops and gen battle droids, they're like, oh the clones are coming, let's defend ourselves. And the war went on for another couple couple years, like with pockets of resistance, which I thought was yeah. fairly interesting. But this is a, a conflict that happened against multiple across the entire universe, multiple solar systems, multiple planets, trillions upon millions upon billions upon trillions of lives lost, yeah, um, money destroyed, people enslaved, like. There was a lot going on. It just didn't get talked about. Like, sure, like episode one was kind of dedicated, really, to the the cl- like the separatist movement. But like, yeah, it was, a, it was two, a political movie. Yeah, it it, it needed to be more talked about. <clears throat> like, and that's why these these shows are being made to to branch this out. And I think it would be cool while some of the prequel actors are still alive and young, you know, somewhat. And, <laughs> somewhat young to shoot some of these, you know, if they, if they want to sh- do, do like a prequel show. Yeah. I think it'd be possible. I mean, you know, the actor who plays Dooku's still alive, you know, Pal- no, not. the actor who plays Dooku's dead. Christopher Lee. Yeah. He died. Oh, sure. He died. Uh, when did he die? 2016, 2018. Yeah. I'm Christopher like, Lee died. Now. Yes. I got that up. It was a very sad day actually when that happened. But, um, just like, but, but, like going to your point, ah, uh, you bitch. Yeah, you're right. 2015. But going to your point, it is. You are right. Like it would be nice to get that. Um, obviously you wouldn't Damn, have. Damn, you know Dooku. he fought World War Two. Mm-hmm. He was a yeah, he sure. was a spy, a, a British spy, I believe. 
Yeah, he's definitely world class. He, he was, was also first, a world, first uh, year, 1939 to 1946. He was also a world class swordsman. Royal Air Force. That's why he his so he was a world class swordsman. That's pretty cool. That's why he has. That's why they picked him actually. And he was doing a movie where they told him to stab somebody in the back, and then the guy would scream. And he actually corrected the director and said, "No, you wouldn't scream. You would kind of just gasp because you lose all your air when you get stabbed in the back." In your lungs, you lose all your air. You can't scream, so you would just go <gasps> instead of like ah. You would like gasp, and so yeah. the director was like, "Oh shit!" Well, and because they're like, "How do you know that?" And he's like, and "Well, the, you then know, the, I've, yeah. I've done it." <laughs> then the realization happens. They're like, "Oh yeah, this guy was a soldier, and he's probably killed a few guys." Mm-hmm. But you know, like I said, while these prequel, like these prequel actors are still alive, you know, like and still young, yeah. Assuming you know, that make some shows. Assuming that everyone will be willing to come back. Like if you could, if you could bring back Mace, right? Obviously, Samuel would love to come back. He said he stated this multiple times. I mean, they would have to de-age the shit out of him. But yeah, yeah. But that's not that hard anymore. I dude. mean, look, look what I they mean, did with look, Luke. Well, look at Nick Fury. Look at like you know him and uh-huh. and uh, the Secret Invasion trailer. I haven't watched my man, that yet. oh dude, my man is but old. Dude, they even did a great job in Captain Marvel of de-aging him. Yeah, yeah, you're true. That's right. So that's right. I, I think they could definitely do it, assuming they have the same technology. Which and they then do, obviously, you know, you have Hayden Christensen and you know um, Ewan, Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor, and like, even Liam Neeson's son could play a young Quagon if you wanted to go that route. Yeah, like the like I they think did a great job voicing him in Tales of the Jedi. Like that's content that I would like to I would like to see. You know, I, I would like, I, to, I like see, to see like, some of that prequel era branch out a little bit in live action. I would love to see like pre episode one Jedi. Oh yeah, because you yeah, could still do Mace young. You could do Yoda obviously a little bit more spry. You could do uh, a young uh, find a way to get a, a guy who looks very similar to Ian McDermott and do a young Palpatine. You could do. Um, I mean, I mean, obviously, there's probably enough like rec- uh, like footage, record footage for uh, you know. Count Dooku, you know, or even that, like, like you wouldn't even have to do that. You could, you, at that point, he would be so young. At that point, we never saw him in Episode One. So if you're doing a pre-Episode One, you could easily just get an actor who looks like him and can work on the mannerisms and the speaking, you know, and and kind of mold that character to be that. Yeah, that would be cool. You just gotta match him to what he looks like in Tales of the Jedi, which was shot like before Episode One, or mm-hmm. created. It was timed out before Episode One. At least in Dooku's stories. Yeah, well, I mean, well, we we seen in tales, you know, Dooku's way way to the dark. Well, not really the dark side, but like, yeah, he wasn't doing because he, he never really went to the dark side. Well, he did, but he practiced the dark side, but he didn't do it in the hopes of becoming an all powerful Sith and the rule of two. He actually wanted a Sith Empire, is what he really wanted. He wanted an empire of dark side users, which is why you see him in the Clone Wars go for Asaz Ventress and try and get her to join up. That's why he was okay with Grievous. Um, you know, even though he hated droids. You fool. I have been taught by your Jedi ways by Count Dooku. <laughs> but, it's I just mean, an iconic line, dude. So he good. just, like, Dooku is, like, he's such a complex character that doesn't get enough explanation. Like, it's so, it's they they could do so much justice to that character if they just took a better care of him. Yeah, well, because he him and Qui Gon have a past, and you know you would love to see that. You mm-hmm. know everything was going on with Master Sifo-Dyas. Yeah, I mean that. You know, that it's a whole nother ball game. I mean, you, you could know? honestly probably make a limited series on that. That would be cool. Six episode limited series on how that how his relationship to the Kaminoans 
and all that whole storyline. Like it, like think how they shot Andor, like a spy mystery. Like yep. you could do the same thing with like Master Sifo-Dyas and Easily. how he was killed, but made, made the order. And, and that way, you can even Qui Gon and Count Dooku give us a young, very very young live action Omega, Omega. It would and, be interesting to see, and we could see young Kaminoans or just Kaminoans in general, which would be cool. I would love to see Kaminoans again. I thought they were absolutely awesome. There'd be a lot of stuff you could do. You, you could know, see like a, Django. You have a young Django, yeah, with that guy we just saw. <laughs> in Mando, well, he uh, he looked uh, eerily similar. Yeah, he lo- he uh, might well, have been a little at old the time, though. At the time, Mandalore was still around, so mm-hmm. uh, you know, explore how he got away from Mandalore. Give us a young Duchess Satine. You can even bring find a way to get Katie de aged a little bit. I would take it. There's <laughs> there's a lot they could do. I think. I think the prequels need like obviously the prequels became like near and dear to our heart as like time's gone on. But I even think, still, like I think branching that out, there's gaps. Be, in, yeah, exactly. In that. And that's where I want to huge gaps. Like I want to explore like Clone Wars explores between two and three. I want to see between one and two. Like how does Anakin progress from being Jake Lloyd kid who's a good racer but not a Jedi yet to being the Anakin we see in Episode Two? Hey, that's what I yeah. want to see. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. And if they do that, you know. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like it doesn't have to be some big monumental series. Just fill the gap. It could be a limited series, twelve episodes. You could see a, a young Grogu. Give us, yeah, yeah, a younger you, Grogu. I mean, you already have the puppet that you used in the original, in the in the flashbacks. So just use the same gun. You can give mm-hmm. us. You can. We can get Keller and Beck. Oh the yeah, the Jedi we just nice. saw. That'd be yes, awesome. That'd be cool. Um, we could probably get like a young Cal Kestis. We could get. Uh, could get Cal. I, I think Cal needs to come live action too. By the way, dude, if you get Cal, and the thing that makes Cal awesome is that he's canon in in, in Fallen Order, and they use his actual body and model for the character. So his voice, his so face. So if you just yeah, he, you can literally just copy paste him. Like yeah, he mocaps all it's that. It's so easy. So. It'd be so awesome too. It's like he learns all the moves. That he can do all this stuff physically. And it's not like he has to like change his voice or do anything different. Like it's him. Yeah, it's the guy. You just do it. Just yeah, give it, us what we want. And he, he's, su- he's such a good actor, too. He is so good. Like, uh, you ever seen Gotham? Uh, I watched it a little bit back. Yeah, back he, when he plays a Joker in that. Oh, does he? Yeah, it's so good. I think I actually I saw something about that the other day. He's such a good actor in that. It's ridiculous. I mean, he's just a great actor in general. And he just he, he plays that character so well. And he makes you feel connected. Like That's why I can't wait for the new game to come out in like less than a month. Now, it's like, by the time you guys hear this, it's like two weeks away. Yeah, it'll be pretty cool. And I can't kind of like see it. how that all goes. I can't wait to play that. But stream content right there. But yeah, I mean, kind of reeling back to Mando. Mando. Well, what are your thoughts um, as to what's going to happen in the last two episodes? You know, what do you think is going to happen? Um, last two episodes. Uh, you know, obviously now Bo. We talked about last episode, or maybe it was the one before that. How can they get Bo the dark saber? Like, how is Bo going to end up with the dark saber? Well, this this episode kind of answered it unexpectedly for us. Um, and Ironically we, enough, uh, my my theory for that was that somebody was going to defeat Din, and then, and then she yeah. was going to defeat them. Yeah, that, so actually, my that was my our, theory was correct. Yeah, that was our theory was someone's going to do something like like something like that will happen. Someone's going to beat Din somehow, and then you know, little do we know, it already happened though. Yeah, little <laughs> do we know that it was in the second episode. Yeah, yeah. Was it first or second? It was second. Yeah, little did we know that. That fight had already taken place, and honestly, I didn't even think about that. 
I feel like when we watched it, I might have mentioned it briefly. Just because, like, oh, well, like, he lost, but then she get, does that make her the master of the well, he, he found a loophole. Exactly, he didn't lose in combat. He just got trapped. He didn't have a chance to really fight back. And then that thing, when it, after well, it trapped him, it captured, it took the Darksaber. Yeah. And then she used it to beat the monster. But, I mean... That's just that's just called him f- fudging the events to make her look better. Yeah, because he did not explain how True he lost. love. Yeah, dude. True we, love. We'll get we'll get to that in a second. Um, but I think you know I think the last two episodes we're gonna see, um, maybe a little bit more of Navarro. I think we're gonna go back to that. Um, well, yeah, the Mandalorians are there. Yeah, she's I have a, a feeling, obviously they're gonna take the Imperial fleet back to yeah back that, to Navarro. Um, oh, and I also saw. They had a cool nod to Jeremy Bullock, the original Boba Fett, when he says you're gonna have from the the mountain range to Bullock Flats, so it's called Bullock Flats, which is a cool nod to the, the original Mandalorian we've ever saw, which is Boba Fett. It's pretty cool. So That's I thought that was touch. I thought that was a dope little nod, uh, nod out to him. Uh, but then you know obviously it ties full around because these are Mandalorians, and you can assume maybe Boba will end up there one time at some point in the future. Yeah, Book once Boba he's Fett done, season two, once, maybe. Once he's done being a criminal warlord, in not even a criminal. Tatooine. He's 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 more like at this point, a, uh, what's the word? He like he literally says in book. He says at the end of Mandalorian season two, he's like, "I'm gonna take over Jabba's empire." Yeah, and then he doesn't do it. He yeah, he's like he actually saves them, which made does make like he sense. takes he takes over the territory. But he doesn't control. He doesn't do what Jabba did. Like he actually just like I'm just gonna protect the people from the other warlords in the area in the sector. So it was like odd. Yeah, like he's not collecting payment. He's not like torturing people. He's not killing people. Yeah, like, like, it's just not throwing massive awesome parties with the Cantina Band. Yeah, I I truly think that Jabba was probably the better criminal warlord. Like. 10 out of 10. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think you think about the time frame that Jabba ruled, by the way. Dude, he ruled from So like, pre-episode 1. Yeah. To episode 6. Episode 6, which is at least 40, 40 years. 40 years minimum. And he's old. And he's, he's, not, like, he's not a young slug. Yeah, he's in episode <laughs> 1. <laughs> he's like I think 8 something when he dies or something crazy like that. Or 6, maybe 6 or 6 or 8, I think. Like 800. 6 yeah, 800. Yeah, he's he's an old slug. Yeah, he's definitely an old slug. Um and yeah, obviously he's had that empire for a long time. Is was it was his brother and sister that came in, or was it his son and daughter that came, or was his so in in uh, Mando he, season two, or no, I'm sorry, in Boba, Boba, Boba it was Boba. his cousins, cousins, it was two cousins. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were yeah, and they gave him they, the twin cousins. He gives them a rancor. Yeah, it gives <laughs> as them a present. Rancor. Yeah, and um, here's to replace the rancor that died. Here you go. Yeah, just, oh, the one that rancor, the, the one that around? Luke kills. Yeah, you just have another rancor laying around. Crazy. I guess so. It's crazy to think that between Luke killing the Rancor and then was like a couple weeks. Maybe a couple Probably. Months. A couple months difference. Depends but, on how long he was in the Sarlacc. And how long he was with the Tusken Raiders before they all got killed. Yeah, probably a couple months, I would say. Yeah. Kind of crazy. It's the same year. Yeah. It really kind of puts the time frame in perspective. And then, and then you see him in that same season. Yeah. Training Grogu. So nice, so insane, nice. right? I mean, years after, but still. But, but those are those are the kind of tie-ins like I want to see. Like I, I want to see what they do with the last two episodes. Like you need to, Ahsoka needs to be involved at some point in the next two episodes. Yeah, no, she. 
She, I'm like, dude, I can't even get the word out. She you, has to show up. Yeah, you just can't have drop, to. Like, you just can't end Mando and drop Ahsoka raw, unless yeah, no. unless they do what they do with Book of Boba Fett, where they tie it opens Mando. Up they o- they, right o- they yeah they they open up with Mando and then they lead to Ahsoka and then it becomes. Ahsoka's but I don't show. want it to even do that. Like I don't want to like Mando took over Book of Boba Fett. Like it was yeah. His show. These shows are 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 like swimming in each other. They're weaving into each other. Yeah. Which so it's it's not like oh, but that's, it, the, that's the Andor show and that's the Book of Boba Fett the, show and that's the no, it's all one continuous timeline, which yeah. makes it seem seamless, but it can be a bit annoying. So you're like, okay, I if want, I want to watch Mandalorian, I want yeah, to watch Mandalorian. I want that content. I want this content. They're weaving it together. It, it's it's brilliantly done. Don't get me wrong. It's doing. They're doing it better than Marvel does it. I'll tell you. Oh, 100 percent. Like I feel like Marvel's things are so forced. Marvel is like you have so to watch forced. this show to understand what's going on in this show to understand what's happening in the big movie that you're gonna watch in two months. It's like I don't want to do that. Yeah, like, I think I'm gonna I, watch the movies. I'm gonna see what Guardians like next month. But like, I feel like Guardians and is like its own standalone thing. Like it can it can survive on its own. But it's gonna get tied in. Oh yeah, somehow but it just sucks because like I used to be really into Marvel up until Endgame, and like I watched Loki. I loved Loki. I watched the Scarlet Witch show. It was good. I watched. Did you watch Hawkeye? I watched Hawkeye. I thought Hawkeye was really well. Saw like Kingpin and stuff. Yeah, that that Spider-Man. one was good because it, oh, it set cool. up future stuff. Yeah, I just hope they don't tie it into like I, I just I don't like all the giant tie-ins, especially with TV shows because TV shows are not like movies. Movies, you sit down for two hours, you watch the movie. You know, if you have to watch five movies, okay, it's ten hours. If you have to watch a TV show that's two seasons long, each episode's a half hour, you're now wrapped like roped into like. 10, 15 hours of content. Yeah, well, that's why you don't see these like Marvel shows being extended for second seasons. Yeah, it's other like, than like Loki. Yeah, because that's its own standalone story. Yeah, like they're like cool. Yeah, because it's a different timeline. Even though it wraps into Kang. Well, are they even going to go forward with Kang after Jonathan Majors got arrested for a strangulation was, and sexual assault? They re- they redacted the the lady who uh, made the claims redacted them. Redacted, but still accused, and it doesn't look good from you know the Mickey Mouse company. It doesn't, but I mean, we'll see what happens from there. Yeah, I don't know how you you wrap the next four years of success on your business on one major villain, and uh, a week after his on big one movie comes villain? out, yeah, <laughs> the week after his big movie comes out, all of a sudden it's uh, two big movies, by the way. Yeah, Creed. yeah Creed. I, I saw just that. saw that. So, I just oh, saw dude, it. So good. <laughs> we'll it talk about so that in a different good. one. I love uh, the Creed movies are so good. They are, but like, and they never felt they never felt cheesy. They like, don't. It, it, and like each one, while it's a continuation, it felt like it's separate story. It was it creative. Like a, a creative they, they were all creatively unique. Yeah, they they all had a beginning. They all had an end. Like see, the first movie, his claim to fame, revenge. Two, defending his title. Three, friend comes back in a life. Tries to uh, dude. I was just like, this is so good. It's so good. I was so happy with that that movie. Yeah, I just I feel like when it I'm, comes I think to I'm gonna go see John Wick Four tomorrow. Really? Yes, I'm super hyped for that. I actually, and I'm, everyone's gonna be paying at me. I've actually never watched Dude, a full John Wick movie. They're so good. Keanu Reeves. My dad loves them. Is give me Keanu Reeves with a fucking lightsaber. No, give me him with a blaster. Give me him in a in. No, 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 no. Making Mandalorian, bro, with Revan. a blaster. Revan. Yeah, I've seen those. Oh yeah, dude, it looks so good. Please, please <laughs> feed me, please. No, I would he love it. I, I genuinely would. He would be so good. He'd be a great Revan. 
He would be so in whatever he does, he'd be so good. Well, it's just because like he plays like that anti-hero, but like also not hero, but also hero. So like it's kind of like how Liam Neeson is. Like he played Quagon so well because look what he did in Taken. Like he's like, I will find you and I will kill you. But he's the good guy. So it's yes. like he does it so and well. And I've seen him also play the bad guy in some movies, and he does that really well too. Right, like, dude, dude, so, so good. good. Yes, Keanu Reeves is Reeves, please. Yeah, I would, I would love to see that. But as for right now, guys, we're going to head to a commercial break, and we'll be right back with you. All right, guys, and we are back now from our commercial break. Um, hope you enjoyed whatever ad you saw. But uh, as for The Mandalorian, I know you guys can probably tell by how this episode has gone so far that there hasn't been much Mandalorian to talk. Uh, this episode was pretty cut and dry for a Mandalorian episode, especially a Bryce Dallas Howard episode like we mentioned earlier. Uh, usually, waste. Usually she brings the heat, like... She's had two very, very, very good episodes, uh, the two she's directed. And, you know, this one was kind of weaker on the weaker side. And um, you can't directly say it was her fault. I think she still directed the episode beautifully. I just think that it was written poorly. You know, the, her her story was written poorly. She didn't have a good opportunity to really spice it up. Um, but, you know, we kind of tried to talk about what we could with Mando to keep you guys uh, a little breakdown, but also kind of throw in some other stuff. Um but, you know, we're kind of going to probably branch a little bit here towards the second half of the pod and just kind of talk about whatever else Star Wars that uh, kind of comes to our mind here as we, you know, maybe we discuss more separatist and more uh, kind of the structure of how Disney should handle things. Viceroy Gunray. <laughs> yeah, man. They, uh, I don't know, man. It was like. Cut down Viceroy Gunray and this other separatist and Mustafa system. And, and the uh, the guy from the Techno Union, he was, uh, what's his name? Son of a bitch, what's his name? He appears in the Clone Wars for like so long. They don't kill the um, the Geonosian leader, do they? Because they need him for the Death Star construction? Um, I don't think he was on Mustafar. But he does get killed at some point. They like the Geno. The guys like, yeah. They get wiped out at some point. You like that? That was a good reason. That was actually really, really good. That was actually scary good. Oh man! But because I watched that, I watched that scene like more often than I admit. Because like, there's a because the battle scene is pretty cool with like the animals and stuff like that. And then he just wants to see Padme in the white, dude. Padme in the white with the rip, with the rip, bro, on the side to scratch. Oh man. She's hot. Uh, I, I got nothing to say. Sorry, I won't. I won't. I won't atone for my sins on that. <laughs> oh man, you know what I didn't know that mm. I just saw recently. Um, Kira Knightley actually played the other like lookalike of her, mm -hmm. and they yeah. really do look alike in real life. Like it's scary, and they say all the time that they get, um, like they get like pic like fans coming up and be like, "Oh my God, Kira, can I get a picture?" And it's really uh, Natalie Portman. I think that's fucking hilarious. Mm. That's good. Because they do look, like, eerily alike. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, they got to be distant relatives somehow. Probably. Wouldn't, wouldn't, like, surprise me, like, one bit. Yeah, no. It's, it wouldn't be the first time it's happened. I don't know, dude. I think they're, like, kind of, like, piggybacking what you're saying. I just don't think the prank people's getting enough love, man. They don't. Like, enough love. And it's, like, they obviously get love in, like, the Star Wars community now after the 20 or so years it's been, 15 years or so. But I mean, in listen. Canon, if you, if they you don't gave me the piss poor version of seven, eight, and nine, of course I'm gonna love one, two, and three more because seven, eight, and nine were just that much worse. And it showed you, but it also showed, it would also allow people to go back and rewatch them and find the subtle details that they didn't see the first time they watched it. 
or the first couple times they watched like, it. And you can tell, like, 1, 2, and 3 were just done better. Like, practical effects so trump CGI good. so much. The CGI for being 20 years earlier was better. The fights were better. The choreography was leagues ahead. Um, even though Hayden Christensen was like considered like a rock when it came to acting, mm-hmm. uh, he is significantly better than like a, a Finn. Yeah, you absolutely. I, I just don't think they allowed Finn to display his range because he well, actually is a great well, actor. Here's the thing: like, I want you to, I want you to think about this. What were the elements in seven, eight, and nine that weren't present in one, two, three, four, five, and six? That's a good point. Other than Finn turning. No, 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 no. What what elements in seven, eight, and nine? were present as compared to one through six. What elements? Mm-hmm. It's a very it's a very common element you see in Marvel movies, which makes them kind of, as the kids say, cringe. Well, before you answer that question about what elements are missing, uh, we are actually going to split this episode. And I want you guys to think about that before you guys listen to part two. Um, where in part two, we're going to continue that discussion as well as branch off into other topics, which we talk about life and uh, family experiences, takes on uh, 20th century movies, gaming, food. There's a whole bunch going on in part two, so you guys should definitely stick forward and listen to it. Uh, but this first half here is mostly just chapter 22 of Mandalorian, uh, a little bit of topic about prequel-sequel discussion, and we look forward to seeing you guys for part two. Jay, you got anything? Uh, yeah, just a quick little final thought before we hop over and you guys might want to go check out part two. Uh, go ahead and leave a comment down below on what your thoughts are on you know this episode and kind of uh, any if you have, want to answer the question that my man Tim just asked, uh, go ahead and leave your comment down below. Leave us a voice message if you want to be featured in our next episode in uh, next week. But other than that, we can uh, hope to see you guys over in part two of this episode where we go, like you said, into some more uh, wide and broad topics. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun, guys. You should listen in. Uh, me and him had a blast recording it, and we hope you guys have as much fun listening, and definitely uh, look forward to seeing your comments. Absolutely. And uh, as of right now, this is Peace Out. This is the way. <laughs>